Hey guys, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, where you will be inspired, encouraged, and transformed with powerful teachings and real stories of mental health. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling. If you are in a crisis, call or text your local crisis center or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Jesus is in our mental health, and freedom is where we start. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. Hello and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Well, can you have depression as a Christian? Can you get free if you're struggling with depression? If you have depression, does that mean that you have a demon? What does it actually mean to be depressed? What do the churches say about depression? Today, I'm going to handle and talk about the topic of depression in Christianity. Depression has been something that has really been increasing in many of people, whether you're Christian or not. There is so much hopelessness. There's so much stress. And this is coming from difficult circumstances um, like relational instability, financial stress, physical health issues, and really just general societal issues that can really impact us just as people. And then as Christians, how do we talk about this? How, how is this situation dealt with? There are some churches that say, yes, you can have depression. You can be a Christian. You can be depressed. And then there's some that say, no, you're a new creation in Christ. So that can't coincide with the Holy Spirit in you. So what's the truth? Come on with me today and let's dive into the topic of depression with Christian. Last week's episode was on diversity. I had on Lambers Fisher, licensed marriage and family therapist, and he talked about the topic of diversity and really taking out the polarization of it and getting back to God's original design of allowing us to just all be different. So go back and check this episode out. I think it's a topic that many of us just kind of try to avoid or only have to deal with it if our office or school forces us to get a training on it. And really, it's something that Jesus has always been. He's always taught us to love us all with our differences, no matter where we're at. So I want to encourage you to check out that episode. Um, And I also want to encourage you to check me out on social media, TikTok, Instagram, on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe, like the videos. I have lots of shorts on YouTube, Instagram reels, and then also TikTok short videos as well. And then sign up for the conference that I will be speaking at. There'll be many other amazing speakers. I'm just one of them. But you can go to the website www.discovermyinsidestory.com. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We already know that you're here, but we just say, God, come. We bind up the enemy in the name of Jesus, all outside influence, to stop this message from coming today. I pray, God, that you guide the listeners, Lord, to hear what they need to hear and that they can step into that place of encouragement and freedom from depression if they are struggling with it. And I pray, God, that you guide me to speak exactly what it is that they need to hear, nothing more and nothing less. And we give you glory, God. We thank you that you died on the cross for our sins and that it's no longer us who lives, but it's you who lives in us. So we thank you 
that you are our provider and our healer. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. So the real answer about depression, I am not God, so I can't actually totally answer that, but I'm going to do my best to tell you what I think and from my experience. My kind of my blanket answer is that it depends on your situation. Feelings are real and you can feel depressed. That doesn't mean you're depressed, okay? It just means that you feel it. And so really the topic of depression is kind of like in our mind. It's kind of how we talk about it. And so I'm hoping that the language I give can help you to move out of this place of I'm depressed and really just, oh, I was just kind of struggling with a little bit of that. And and then we'll get to some of the questions around demonization and around what churches say about that we can't actually have it. Um, but I want to just start with what the DSM, which is the Diagnostic Statistical Manual for Mental Health Disorders. And I'm just going to read a couple things from what it says about major depressive disorder. Okay, so this is where you actually would be diagnosed with MDD, major depressive disorder. Okay, there's other forms of depression, um, like adjustment disorder with depression, um, there's persistent depressive disorder, which is called dysthymia. So there's different forms of depression that if you'd actually go to a psychologist or mental health therapist, they would diagnose you if you had these symptoms. Again, this is the DSM. The Bible is more important and the Bible is more true. Sometimes having a diagnosis is a way to get the treatment that we need and the help that we need. So I'm not a fan of diagnosing unless God's going to use it to then bring you freedom. Because sometimes we just keep looping and we keep struggling with the same thing and we don't actually get the help that we need because we're not identifying that there's actually a real issue and there's a real problem. Okay, so I say this not for you to be like, oh, I have MDD, and then you leave, you know, the listening to this and thinking that you have that. No, I'm just bringing this up so that we expose what the enemy is trying to do and allow you to get the help that you need. Um, so if you have five or more of the following symptoms that have been present during the same two-week period and represent a change from a previous functioning, okay, so at least one of these symptoms is either depressed mood or loss of interest or pleasure. Okay, so there's depressed mood, but then there's also that loss of interest or pleasure. So the first one is depressed mood most of the day, nearly every day, indicated by subjective reports. So you feel sad, you feel empty, you feel hopeless, and other people observe it. Okay, notice that you're tearful. Okay, and in children and adolescents that they can have irritable mood. Okay, number two is there's this a marked diminished, decreased interest in pleasure in all things or almost all activities for most of the day, nearly every day. Okay, number three is significant weight loss when not dieting or weight gain. Okay, or decrease or increase in appetite. And this is nearly every day. So again, there's a consistency with things. You might struggle with this once in a while, but if it's not every single day, then it's just something that's showing up. Number four is insomnia or hypersomnia nearly every day. Um, number five, psychomotor ag agitation nearly every day. Okay, so this is something that's observed by others, kind of feeling restless or really being slowed down. So either one of those. Number six, fatigue or loss of energy nearly every day. Seven is feeling of worthlessness or excessive or inappropriate guilt 
which may be delusional is what they say in here, which is near and nearly every day. Number eight is diminished ability to think or concentrate or indecisiveness nearly every day. Number nine is recurrent thoughts of death or recurrent suicidal ideation, which is just thoughts of it without a specific plan or any suicide attempts or a specific plan for committing suicide. And all of these, okay, so remember I said there has to be five or more, have to be significant impact or distress in your social, occupational, or other important areas of functioning, okay? So there's an impact of, I'm not able to get to work on time. The reason why I share this is that so that some of you, that I actually think are doing better than you think by me sharing that with you, it's helping you to understand I'm actually doing okay. Because I think what we do is we can get things in our head that we think that we're not okay, when in reality, we are. And if any of you did have those symptoms, I really want to encourage you to make sure to get to a mental health professional and get the help and say, I want to beat this. I know God says that I can beat this and find a Christian counselor that can really help support that and not let that stay and be your identity because it's not who you are. In Psalms 34, 17 through 18, it says, when the righteous cry for help, the Lord heal, hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and he saves the crushed in spirit. And so God is here with us, but if we're if we're if we have a distance between us and God, it doesn't allow him to come in. And sometimes he'll use other people with that as well. And so I personally believe that there's many reasons why depression will impact us and each of us differently. For me, I notice that I will sense depression starting to creep in if I don't go to the gym regularly. So that's something that I need to do. I need to have that physical exercise that impacts my brain, but that's just me. And so when I'm aware of it, I notice it. I don't allow those thoughts to come in. I see it and I say, nope, I break those lies in the name of Jesus. I say, depression, you must leave. I am free who the sun says free is free indeed. And so I'm able to recognize it. And that's that gift of discernment that allows me to know, okay, that's not who I am. Okay, so that gift of discernment is something that I want you to ask God for, because that's going to help you to be able to hunt down what's happening. Why am I feeling this way? All right, and I want you to get away from uh, too much of what someone is saying versus what the Bible is saying and really getting to the word of God because that's your plumb line. Even this podcast episode, I want you to use this as something that will be encouraging for you, not something that you're going to take it as like more important than the Bible. And so I have things, I got six things that I'm going to go through that will encourage you if you are feeling the effects of the depression. And in this, I will answer some of the questions that I had earlier in the podcast. So number one is that there was depression in the Bible. We can go to David, Elijah, Jonah, Job's, Moses, Jeremiah. They all wrestled with anger, despair, insecurities, defeat. And D David specifically, I feel, struggled with depression. In Psalms 42, 11, he said, Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. So this was Job. He's struggling with his soul. He's downcast. That's depression. Okay, they didn't have the DSM when he wrote this. So I say that to be encouraged 
that there's not something wrong with you. This is something that was addressed in the Bible. So get in the word of God so that you can allow that to feed your soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions. And number two is, and I might, I know I'm going to say this and you think, why is that encouraging? It is. Hear me out. The devil is real. Okay. The reason why this can give you hope is because when you think it's you, you're trapped and there's no way out. When you know that the devil is real and the devil is doing things like steal, kill, and destroy, what it says in John 10.10, 10, it can give you hope that there's another option. Oh, maybe this isn't who I am. Maybe I don't need to keep feeling this way. The rest of John 10 says that the God has come to bring life and bring life in abundance. So if you're feeling depressed, the enemy's coming in there somehow or some way. Now, we're getting into the question, does this mean I have a demon? I don't know because I'm not, I'm not with you in front of you. This is something that requires discernment. However, if you are feeling depressed, there is a lie that's attached to that, which is an impact from a demon. That doesn't mean you're demon possessed, but it might mean they're hanging out here. For me, I kind of use this example is that they're kind of hanging out on your shoulder. So let's say I have a thought that I'm not loved and I'm not worthy and I'm feeling depressed, but I can't discern that I actually had that thought. I just am feeling depressed. If I can say, Holy Spirit, help me, you know, I give, I give this to you, help me, I'm feeling depressed, what's going on? Help me to know what's going on. And if I can discern that what's on my shoulder is the, a devil telling me I'm unworthy and I'm unloved, I can say to that, get off in the name of Jesus. And then I can say, I break the lie that I'm unworthy in the name of Jesus. And then I can say, depression, get out. And then I say, Holy Spirit, come fill me with your presence. Fill me with your love, with your joy. Thank you, God, that you died on the cross for my sins and I am to be set free. So when you can recognize what it is, you can just tell it to get off. And the, the reason why I think that this is important that us Christians operate in this is because if we don't think the devil is real, then the devil is literally all over you and doing things in your life and you have no idea. And I think this is one of the biggest downfalls that I have seen in the American church specifically is this ignorance of deliverance, this ignorance of what the demonic actually does because they're afraid of it. They don't know how to talk about it and they're not getting properly trained. And so then we are pretty much got a bunch of devils hanging out with us. We're depressed, we're anxious, and we think of all these lies and we don't know how to properly properly war in the spirit to say, nope, just get off. Because really, you guys, they're just little, tiny little demons that try to affect us. Just tell them to go. But where I think the church has gotten like, why they're like, no, we can't do this is because there's some people that focus too much on the demonic. This is why I'm saying you need to ask for the gift of discernment. If you're focusing too much on that, like, oh, the devil's coming to get me today. And like, oh, I'm, I've got demonic attacks all the time. And, and it's this focus on that. Then we need to get some help to be able to first get deliverance. If you act, if that is actually happening to you. But one, we've got to spend time in the secret place with God, praising him and worshiping him. 
ultimately, that's where the power comes is where we just say, God, I praise you. I worship you. And it's really giving God glory for who he is. And when you do that, the devil just shrinks. But if you're doing that, if you're worshiping God and you're like, oh, I'm just struggling and I'm still having a a hard time, then that means there's something there. God, what is it? Ask God what it is. Be a detective in the spirit. You have the Holy Spirit inside you, so he will give you those clues. He will give you the answer of what's happening and what's going on. Okay, and then here's a question. Can Christians be demon-possessed? Yes, they can, okay? I know that there's some people that say that this is not true, that God is in you, the Holy Spirit's in you. But if you have a landing strip for the enemy, which is lies, and then let's say you have trauma, and, and, and you, it's trauma that hasn't been dealt with. You literally can have demons get in there through all these lies, through these landing strips. You're not getting healed or you're struggling and you're continuing to have issues, but you believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins. That is technically being possessed. And so we need to understand that deliverance is a real thing that we have to to deal with and we have to get trained in, we have to go to, we have to seek it out. There are things that get get affected you like generational curses. Okay, there can be things that get passed on in your bloodline that's still there and even though you are going to church and you believe Jesus died on the cross for your sins, you can still be have that curse and you can have that possession that just comes down. And I know that this is a controversial topic, but I want to get out there and talk about this, especially as a mental health professional, because I see people that continue to stay sick. And so I think part of the problem is that we have people going to church who have all sorts of demonic influence on their life could be the things that they're choosing too. Like another landing strip of the enemy is, are you actively drinking every single day and getting drunk? Are you using drugs? Are you, are you, do you have, you know, sex outside of marriage? I mean, there's, these are the things that the Bible clearly says is not holy. And we can say, oh, that's, that's legalistic. That's fine if you want to think that, but look at the fruit What I have watched over and over again is the fruit of people's choices is either going to be healthy or it's going to be unhealthy. And that's what I want you to look at. This is where, as I'm talking, you're gaining the gift of discernment just by even hearing some of the things that I'm talking about. So number two is that I want us to be able to step out to understand that there is a real devil out there and we need to get educated in that. Number three is that Jesus is our healer. Jehovah Raphi, Exodus 15, 26. I am the Lord that heals you. Okay. He is our healer. That is one of the parts of his identity and who God is. And Matthew 8, 2 through through 3, it says, Behold, a leper came and worshipped Jesus, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And then Jesus put his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately the leprosy was cleansed. So when we have these feelings of depression and these lies that are there, Jesus can heal us. Again, it's we have to go to him, we have to recognize it and seek him, and we have to believe Okay, if there's doubt in there, well, actually, he still will heal you if there's doubt. Um, I'm just telling you, you personally, ask God to take away your doubt then, if that's showing up too. That's okay. I have doubt myself. That's a normal thing. He will still heal you. um, But that's something that I'd say, ask him to take that. Number four is, I've talked about this throughout the show, 
ask for the the gift of discernment. This will guide you to be able to hunt down what's happening, what's going on, why you're feeling what you're feeling, and to be able to, to really start to walk in that authority and power that God intends for you to walk in. Okay, so you can be answer, is it a lie? What is the lie? Where's the root? Do I need counseling? Do I need inner healing? Do I need deliverance? If you're not glistening with hope, then something is off and needs to be brought to the Lord. Okay, God says, whatever is good, whatever is pure, whatever is noble, think on such things. So if we're not thinking on these things, then our mind needs renewal. We need to get that renewal from God. That's Romans 12 2. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Number five is it's not who you are. So if you're feeling depression, even if you get a diagnosis, it's not who you are. That is not your identity. What God says is true. You are a child of God who the sun sets free is free indeed. So this is where when those churches say you can't have depression, I'm going to tell them that I agree with them in the sense of your identity. You are not depression, but you can feel it. And all that does is give you clues to know where to hunt down healing, freedom. That's all depression is. It's a cue and a clue to know something's off. I need to deal with something. So I want you to be encouraged by that, to just see depression as a clue. Okay. Even if you have a diagnosis, I tell my clients, if I give them a diagnosis, I'm like, I'm just giving this to you one so that insurance can pay for it. And two, that it gives us some sense of where you're at. Okay. So we can rate, you know, how much of the day are you depressed? Okay. If you're 75%, let's shoot for 60. Let's shoot for 50. And you keep aiming for decreasing that depression, which we can praise God because it's decreasing. And then it can shift to, oh, we got the joy of the Lord. And the joy of the Lord starts to come in, but it comes from getting some healing, talking about some past trauma, dealing dealing with the soul issues, which is why it comes in in the first place. Or if there's some recent event or something that you have going on that you're needing to process and talk about. Again, everybody's different. We've got to be able to hunt it down. Why is this showing up? All right. And then the last one, number six, is that the Holy Spirit is in you and working on your behalf. The God of the universe is living inside of you. So he is going to go after you. It's too late for the enemy for you. Even just you listening to this, there's hope in that. And so I'm going to end this by praying and reading over some Bible verses over you. And so right now, Holy Spirit, we just thank you, God, for this time to be able to expose some of the lies of the enemy and the listeners. And I pray that any of them that are starting to get triggered or bothered, that you just allow them to use that as information and evidence to bring it to you and to get the help that they need. Strengthen them, God, to not be discouraged, but instead be encouraged that something's going to change because you're giving them clues to be able to deal with what the enemy's trying to take away. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And I just pray for his presence to come down on you from the tip of your head all the way to your feet. I pray for healing right now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. We thank you for your presence. 2 Corinthians 7, 6 says, But God who comforts the downcast, comforted 
us by the coming of Titus. Isaiah 41.10, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. 1 Peter 5.7, Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Matthew 11.28, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Jeremiah 29 11, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you future and hope. And so I thank you, God, that you are healing all depression right now to the cellular level. I break all generational curses of depression right now in the name of Jesus. Any lies over the, of the enemy that have told the listeners that they are a depressed person or they are depressed, I break that right now in the name of Jesus. I break all unworthiness, all feelings of not feeling loved right now in the name of Jesus. I pray for healing of relational trauma, relational hurt, even relational torture now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, God that you are coming and you're giving the listeners encounters and experiences where they can be your child. That the most important part of their identity is being a child of God. So take them right now into Psalms 91 under your wings. Protect them, guide them, give them the gift of discernment. We praise you, Jesus, for freedom, that who the sun sets free is free indeed. I thank you for freeing the listeners of depression. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Thanks for listening to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.